This could be a bad comedy. It'll kill an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen Cars 3, though. I actually heard it wasn't that bad. Not bad. I heard it was good. I'm 24, and, like, I've seen other animated movies. I'd probably have to see this by myself. I saw Kung Fu Panda 3 by myself one day. I saw that in Deadpool the same day. Great double feature. The... (laughs) Very uh, polar opposites. Oh, yeah. Deadpool was the right choice to go second. Um, (laughs) Actually, this quick tangent. I find this really funny in this, like... This is just a good story of me. It's very uninteresting, but I remember when I saw Kung Fu Panda 3, and when I went to the theater that day, I go, I'm like, all right, I'm going to say to the ticket, I was going to pay for both. I wasn't going to sneak in. Um, uh, and so I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a double feature. So I'm going to get one ticket for the like two o'clock Kung Fu Panda and then one for the uh, four o'clock Deadpool. It's like perfectly spaced out, right? Yeah. And, uh, they're like, okay, so uh, just it's one of the ones where you have to pick where you see. Like, okay, so just put pick where you want to see, sit for Kung Fu Panda. I was like, I'll just go here. I'm like, in the second seat? I was like, no, that was just <laughs> one ticket for Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> so they made me order order twice for that. And I was just like, I was embarrassed enough the first time, sir. It's <laughs> like when I ordered Chinese food, they gave me two sets of chopsticks, and I'm like, no, this is just for me. <laughs> These will be great for picking off my tears. Uh, but like, I don't know. Uh, the car, I'll probably see Cars 3, but I'm like, I don't really know if I'll see it in theater. I'm like, I, that, I'm like, I can't see this by myself in theaters. I'm not going to rope I roped a friend of mine into seeing uh, Captain Underpants the other day. We How the, was it? We were the we only... Haven't told, wait, did we talk about that? Briefly, we uh, well, it was just me and my uh, one friend, and I, I since it was just the two, we, nobody else was in the theater, and that made it feel that much lamer. Um, Aww. but no especially because like, well, no, we were we were laughing pretty hard. I feel like he was losing steam by the end of it, but the th- that it has third act problems. There's not enough action. Uh, okay, it's but it's. Oh, fuck, I, I, there was a lot that I really loved about it. It was super creative. It was, it was basically about like, hey, you know what's great? Making your friend, creating stuff that comes from just laughing with your friend. Uh, as long as you, like the ultimate message is like, George and Harold just love making all their students laugh. Mm-hmm. And usually at the expense of their teachers and others. And at the end of the movie, they kind of learn where it's like, we should do something nice for uh, Principal Crop is who they ultimately yeah. They start to, try and help other people with okay. all their their sense of humor and stuff like that. And their sense of humor is just there's a flashback where they show the thing that made them best friends, which was when they were really little. They didn't know each other in class. They were learning about the planets. And they were like, now we're going to learn about the seventh planets, Uranus. And they're both just like, holy shit. And they're like, they're like cracking up. And they're like, it's a gas giant. And they're like, oh my god. And it's, it's like just about embracing like dumb potty humor and like how great that can be and there's <laughs> I can't get mad at that in a yeah. movie are you kidding me like, I mean I'm laughing at it it's hysterical yeah it was hilarious <laughs> the, the, there's a bunch of like cutaways and like um, there's like a uh, there's a part where they're freaking out and they're like oh we're never gonna be able to be friends again and then they start like uh, they um, hypothesize like how that's gonna go and it's just a scene where every, everything <laughs> sock puppets it's awesome <laughs> there's there, there's a bunch of those where there, there's like there's like just enough where there's not as many as I'd want. Like there's stuff like that. And then at the end, like the there's DreamWorks is generally pretty good with like having a big colorful fight, like the Kung Fu Panda yeah. movies, which I love. If yeah. It's not evident, but they don't, 
really have that. They yeah. cut away from the fight and they're like, all right, we got to do Fliperama. And they literally animate <laughs> that they do the pages. And of I course, those in the books. Exactly. And, and it's like, I think it's the drawings right from the books. Like, if like they looked familiar. And then, like, of course, they do it and they rip. And they're like, oh, we ripped it. All right, on to the next one. And then uh, they do it. Uh, and then they, when they cut away, cut back away from that, all the things that happened in the Fliperama had been going on for real. But uh, I don't know. That's Captain cool. Underpants. I'd, I'd see it. I'd, it I'm gonna. Like, I'll check it out when it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. Because uh, yeah. I loved those as a kid. Those books. It was. Yeah, it's just good nostalgia. The Attack of the Talking Toilets. The, one of my favorites. That is kind of the end credit. Like the end. Oh, they, they, post credits. Yum yum. Eat them up. They have them. They they come out. And they start uh, doing the uh, yum yum. Eat them up. And I was just like ah. Because they they roll a bunch of the stories kind of together. They okay. take elements from each. Professor Poopy Pants is the pan guy, uh, which is great. Uh, because like I don't know, he can't laugh at himself, and like that's kind of part of the whole thing with the movie. It's, it's, yeah. He's a good foil for what the story is. Okay, but they change some things that are canon. Like his name's not Professor Poopy Pee Poopy Pants. Uh, it's, uh. <laughs> it, his name in it is. This made me laugh. So. Messing with canon. Yeah, they're messing with canon. But this is a fine rewrite. Whereas Professor, uh, I think it was Pippi. Still, I can't remember what his first name was, but his middle name was Diarrhea Steen <laughs> Poopy Pants. <laughs> Diarrhea Steam Booby Pants. That was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Body humor. They play Day Bow Bow. I'm remembering. There's a day lot. Day Bow Bow? Play Day Bow Bow? Yeah, they, they do Day Bow Bow. Oh my god. That's pretty good. That's um, amazing. Um, yeah. Should we talk about other summer movies? I feel like right. we're in this. Do you want to talk about Wonder Woman? Since we're. Or let's yeah. do Guardians. I want. Do we want to start from stuff that's come out and work our way back to Guardians, or do we want to just start from Guardians and go through? Well, I've honest, seen more things. I mean, to be honest, I've only seen Wonder Woman and Guardians. Okay, I've, I've been seen. Very, I've been very selective this summer. I've seen Transformers Five. Uh, I saw it comes at night. Um, I watched The Mummy online. I did uh, no Fraser, no sale. Uh, is what I've been saying. <laughs> I found a decent. Give me Fraser or mm-hmm. give me death. I saw a pretty good bootleg of it online. I don't give a shit. Yeah, arrest me, punks. Uh, <laughs> and Tom Cruise doesn't need any more money. No, I saw Captain Underpants, Wonder Woman. I saw fucking Pirates Five. Uh, Alien, I think, was before. Is Pirates that. ending? Like, because they 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 kind of mark and talk about. It. We can, talk. can we can we like? We will, can you uh, tell me? I want to know. And then I think before that it was Alien. I watched King Arthur online. Oh, Alien! Also. I forgot about that. And then Guardians. So I've seen I guess, like nine things. <laughs> right now. I have no fucking life. I summer movie season though is my. It's I mean, my favorite. It's, it's the it's, reason it's my why we like movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the past couple summers have been real pretty bad. bad. Last summer was World of Warcraft and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two were my bar, where I wow. enjoyed both of those. They're crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause, I mean, you can t- if you technically count Deadpool. <laughs> it's February. In February, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like the the summer movie season has gone Evolved. from. Yeah. From May to it's gone from May to August to like February to September. It's basically just like not January. Yeah, it's not January and maybe not September. And then December now. November, November, Marvel, James Bond, Marvel has something in November. Four, Um, four. Fuck, that's first, right? Yeah. Oh man! I totally forgot that that was coming. Thor Ragnarok's gonna be so good. That trailer is great. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok's that trailer is great. Uh, Summer movies are basically 
all or blockbusters are just as long as it's not January and your blockbusters then are going to be a Resident Evil or Underworld, which yeah, I concur. Um, so let's what do we do? Wonder Woman or yeah, let's do Dub Zubs. Okay, Wonder Woman. Um, what did you think, Sean? Because I know you're more of a DC. I uh, I'm a DC apologist. You could say I uh, I love. The movies. I, I would say no, I, I, I will defend. I will defend Batman v Superman. I would say weekly until to me <laughs> until the day I die. I will not defend Suicide Squad. The movie's a piece of shit, yeah. um, especially because it, sh- it. Let's not get bogged down on Suicide Squad, but it should have been good. It should have been great. Should have been great. Yes. It's here's a bunch of bad guys. They're fun. There's random a simple, characters. Simple fix to that movie. Joker's a villain. Simple fix. Yeah. You get more Joker, everyone's happy that way. You get rid of Enchantress, who is a shitty villain. Like, easily, like, because you know how everyone always talks about Marvel's villains are no. kind of weak and DCs are good? That villain was worse than any Marvel villain. Joker's the bad guy. He wants to unleash her. Okay. I can deal with that. That's fair. I can deal I, with that. I can get on board with that Where, if you want a blue beam attacking she, a no, city. No, she would <laughs> be. If you want your blue beam and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a blue beam in Transformers, but there was something that was happening where I was like, oh my god, no, no, not a blue beam. And that's so it basically <laughs> happened, but what? I don't think there was one. Uh, anyway. What? Was there a blue beam? Oh, man. Speaking Three. of, speaking of uh, never mind. I don't want, I didn't want to go down that road yet. Blue I'm, beams. I'm not, I'm not referencing the movie until we get, one, we get through but Wonder Woman. It's true. Uh, let me just finish Suicide Squad thoughts. There's an animated one that takes place in, like, it's an animated... Oh, a, assault, assault, on, assault on Arkham? Yeah, it's kind of in the Arkham universe. And another <laughs> simple fix, I think, to Suicide Squad, it's not the first time the squad has been together. Been together. Not together. It's not the first time that the Suicide Squad has been implemented. Because in I watched the Assault on Arkham animated movie and different characters. It's, it's yeah, the lineup's a little bit different, but like Captain Boomerang and like Deadshot are both Captain Boomerang like wakes up from where they're like when he gets kidnapped or whatever and then he gets like dropped off where he's at he's like, Oh fuck, not again. <laughs> and that's his reaction to it. And so he's he like him and like maybe Deadshot is kinda Deadshot I think is much more like oh, like all right kind of cracks his neck like all right. okay like let's let's yeah. do the mission like that's yeah. much more routine for him yeah. but captain boomerang's like fuck <laughs> me all right they might get us out of here sooner if we make it out of this craziness so yeah. i want to live and like that's it gives it a little bit more it's it's like okay there's a little bit more there that's, yeah but suicide squad again should have been good it's not the worst thing ever it's bad it's bad it's bad yeah uh, I will not. I will not try to defend that movie. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I someone. I was talking to someone. Sorry, I should talk to the microphone. I was talking to someone about it because I he because he didn't hate it as much as I did, mm-hmm. and I was like, the one major, major, major plot hole and character flaw was Captain Boomerang leaving, and then the next scene he's in it. And he's like, dude, he's a boomerang. He comes back. I might have said that because I heard that on another podcast. And I was like, fuck, that's actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and but they should have had a line where he's like, I'm a boomerang. I always come back. I always come back. You know, just like that's like a triumphant, just like, like kind of return. Yeah, just kind of like a Give quick, me a hero moment, a quick joke, a quick Marvel quip. You know, it's kind of funny when he just comes back, but it's also it's a it's played for laughs. Lazy as fuck. Exactly, it's yeah. played for laughs. It doesn't work and. It's just kind of like he yeah. throws three boomerangs, maybe as well. Yeah, um, he's like drinking beers and stuff. Like, I mean, it's the first movie that Jay Courtney didn't ruin himself. Uh, Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney sorry. is that's not why I was saying it like that. Uh, we just you sent me the Wet Hot trailer. <laughs> he's he's in it. the next season he's of Wet Hot. Like, 
I saw it. Like, where, like the whole time I was like, doing? yeah, I was also like, Bradley Cooper. I don't think they said. I don't think he's in it. That's a bummer. I hope yeah. they DJ ski mask it again. He'll he'll probably pop up at the end. I, they filmed his whole role in the show in one day. I thought it was two days. I think it's one. Wow. My yeah. favorite thing in the the first season, the Wet Hot Show on Netflix, is. Clearly, they were running out of time with him, and he's in a pretty good chunk. Early he's in on. every episode, and then he goes. Uh, they're like, "Oh, are you coming to the party later?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm DJ Ski Mask." They're like, "Oh, you're DJ Ski Mask? Yeah, I'm DJ Ski Mask. Uh, so I'll be DJing, but I'll have the ski mask on. You're not going to be able to see it's me underneath there, but trust me, that's me." And <laughs> so, like, they they have him ADR some lines later, yeah. and then there's like, they, it looks like they probably filmed on a green screen a couple shots of him like taking off the ski mask and kind of like reacting to things and like putting it back on. It's that's such a good bit. That's yeah. really really good. Yeah. But I hope they do something like that. Um, yeah, they'll probably shoe up, shoehorn him in somehow. Or like he'll show cameo. up at the very very end. Yeah, like, like a like, yeah. But Jai Courtney's in that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Wonder Woman. Great trailer, by the way. Yeah. Um, I have only watched it once, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy this when it comes out. Um, uh, sorry, last thing. When when does that come out? Do you know? April or August fourth. August fourth. Yeah, it's coming out. This August summer. is gonna be a good Netflix month. Yeah. Defenders. Oh yeah, Which we can talk about uh, later. Maybe I know. I feel like you're not interested, but I lost interest. I've only I've only actually sat through the whole only the two seasons of Daredevil. That's all I've watched. Sat through is unfortunately kind of the, the thing with the DC, the Marvel Netflix shows. Everyone's like, because everyone's like, oh, it's so dark and gritty. I'm like, yeah, but it's not that good. It's like okay. I mean, the, the second season of Daredevil is good. It's not first as good as the four, first. The first four episodes of Daredevil season two are so good. Yeah, the Punisher Daredevil stuff. Oh yeah, the That's first. Why I'm, four, I'm excited for Punisher. I'm excited because it took. I know. Four the, tri- it took four tries to get him right in yeah. live action, and they. Yeah, got him. Although the Ray Stevens, I like the two Punisher two thousands era movies. Yeah, the Thomas Jane one's not bad. It's not bad. My dad loves that movie for some reason. <laughs> it's really funny. Because I was like, yeah, Travolta did a good job in that. Like that's his thing. I but Travolta. He's a bad guy. The Ray Stevenson one, which came out later, is just nuts. War, Warzone. Yeah, Punisher Warzone is fucking nuts. I haven't seen it. Oh, that. it's 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 a good time. He kills every he kills people in every way imaginable. I would say. Yeah. Um, he the punishes them. Yeah, the bad guys are. Crazy, going blind. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm curious. I'll, I'll, a, I'll, I'll watch all of them before, including Dolph Lundgren, McGinty, and his parkour pals, or whatever the fuck their name is. McGinty is a Jamaican Irishman who does parkour, <laughs> and he gets. There's a scene oh where they do a hard cut to everybody doing parkour, and he does this crazy flip over like building to building, and he's doing this flip, and then there's a really terribly CGI missile that comes off frame and hits him and blows him up midair. <laughs> it's so Oh, good. It's so good. Oh, God. Directed by a woman. Uh, and unfortunately, that movie's failure put her in director's jail, but she made an awesome fucking B movie, and it sucks. That, um, you're right. I do kind of remember Lexi that. Lexi Alexander. Yeah. She's gone on to, she's done a lot on uh, the CW shows. I think she comes on for those. But uh, anyway. Speaking of woman directors, Patty oh, Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes. Killing it. Um, Wonder Woman. There was a lot to love, mm-hmm. a lot to love, and a third act to hate. To hate. <laughs> a third act to kind of scoff at as a typical third act. Yeah, um, that eh. should be like kind of dance around spoilers because it's still kind of fresh. Well, if people don't think we're going to spoil anything an hour and twenty six minutes into this. Yeah, that's true. And you know, it's not probably great for listening. Just constantly saying that now it's been an hour twenty six and. 
30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, I can tell. Yeah. Um, oh, boy, that's really how you pass the time. Um, I, I know my dad will listen to this, and he'll just piss his pants. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, there were a lot of things that reminded me, the fir- the, my first impression, when I, like mid, halfway through the movie, I was like, this, especially in the Themyscira stuff, I was like, this feels like a 1950s, like, Ten Commandments, old school Hollywood movie. Yeah. Because there's like big sets and like, you, yeah. there's like really big, sh- like there's that one shot of them all training and like there's like, you see like 50 different people training, like doing their own separate things. I was yeah. like, you don't see those kinds of shots anymore. No, that's a really, that's a, I completely agree. I just never wor- like thought of it like that. It that's, felt like a yeah. big, like big set. It's a big production. And like. If they put the money into that instead of the CGI, mm. and you could tell, like, yeah. but at the same time, no it one works. It, no, because like, here's the thing: it makes it made a ton of money. It's huh? got great legs. It got great reviews. All them yeah. women on the <laughs> scare. They got great, great legs. Uh, <laughs> we're two straight white dudes. Uh, <laughs> before we get really into the discussion, let's background on me. Yeah, let's just let's just throw that out there. Um, uh, but that besides the point. It. It, like they, it felt big, and there weren't like yeah. any like handheld like there's like no handheld shots at all, barely that yeah. I remember at least. It's a very old school Hollywood. Felt like Sim- old school Hollywood. Simple. Movie. It's never it's never doing anything where it's like we like here's the plot. This is her motivation. This is how she thinks about I need the world. To, there's a war going on. If I, I, I believe if I kill this person, it will end. Yeah. Basically. And then she learns that war isn't that black and white. And that's a cool thing mm-hmm. for her to learn. And that's a cool lesson to teach everyone too. I think <laughs> in times like these, not everything yeah. is black and white. Yeah. Um, although some of the villains were so one note black and like, that sounds terrible. Uh, they, they were so just like one, one note, note evil. Yeah. yeah. It's one like, dimensional. And she is just so fucking heroic. Yeah, uh, it gets to that point. But you're you're right, and I I really enjoyed the first two acts. Like it's she's she comes from this island where everybody is like a strong, powerful warrior woman, and she goes into the world of men is kind of the the idea. Which I mean, and we're we're still kind of living in that world, and obviously we're like you know we're in this new third wave of feminism, and mm-hmm. like, but it is still um, a quote-unquote man's Man's world world. we're running the show which Mm -hmm. you know is not good but no it's not and that's um, part of the thing with this movie and like there's idea like she doesn't understand war as like a concept yeah and like there's things like that where she doesn't understand like why things are the way they why there's conflict yeah um and a lot of that stuff i think like I was talking to a friend of mine about this and she was saying like, she didn't like Chris, Chris Pine's character in it because he kind of has to mansplain all this stuff. And I was like, that's the point. It's kind of, but I, is that, is that mansplaining to tell her that? Yeah. That's, that was, this is, I never know how to necessarily kind of tell her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're telling the line. And I'm going to say this, this might sound terrible, but like, I feel like Chris Pine's character comes off as like, he knows that he's doing that, but he really doesn't want to be like, he's always like, okay, like I'm trying, like I'm trying to do this. And yeah. I, he kind of comes off where yeah. it's like, he's, he's just frustrated. He's all the frustrated time. <laughs> and he's just trying to fr- go over, like explain everything the right way. Yeah. Uh, and I think Chris Pine does a really good job in the movie. Um, I mean, as an, as a performance, as a performance. Yeah. And he, he, oh boy, in that bod. And, uh, <laughs> he gets naked in one scene. Uh, he, <laughs> 
but he does. Chris Pine's really good at roles that are so trickier than you'd think. And I think I, I'm so, now I'm just talking about Chris Pine. I'm sorry, we were talking about women and stuff like that. Terrible, but but I mean, he's a big part of the he's role. A big part like, of he's the a big role. part of the movie. He brings her. He is a pilot, or he's a spy, and he his plane crash lands, and he goes through the gateway the, sort of the bubble the bubble I, it's, of like a, them, it's like a bubble yeah, yeah Themyscira is like an island that's untouched it kind of exists it's in so case it's a like pocket a, universe yeah um, which is like which opens up a whole new implication for DC movies like with Atlantis and like you that's know that's cool it's I didn't great about that yeah why are they the way they are? I yeah. Think I, There's like I, pockets of worlds in the world. I like that. I always like the Bermuda big, Triangle type shit. I'm a big fan of the concept of pocket universes. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know what? You can put that on the record. But So he <laughs> but crashes. I'm going to put it in my pocket. So he literally, like a big old, like a big old wang just kind of just goes <laughs> right into that bubble. <laughs> Uh, and he takes her out, penetrates it. I, I think that's part of it. I do. I, I'm kind of. I'm. Half it's a joking. euphemism, but it, I'm half it joking. Is kind but of, like he inserts himself, he inserts himself into, the into the world, and then a bunch of other dicks show up and they attack yeah. mascara. And everyone's mad. They're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And they put him. They put him under the lasso, and he explains World War One's happening. Which, dude, great. The way they pull off the lasso of truth, great. I was like, how the hell are they going to make this work in, well, like, it, a, in a movie where they fucking just killed Superman in the last movie? <laughs> oh, God. You um, know what I mean? It's like, and it's almost like, it's like, like burning. He's like, it like, it, it feels like it's like burning the truth out. Yeah, like it's, it's cool. You, Chris Pine does a really good job of like, you, you don't know what it's doing to him, but you completely know what it's doing to yeah. him. It's like it just... They it, don't have to explain it. Yeah, it, it just, just happens. happens. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Again, Chris Pine's really good in this and in, like, in a way that feels like he has to walk on eggshells a lot of the time. Yeah. But like... As an actor and as a character. Mm-hmm. And again, he, he pulled off rebooting Captain Kirk. Like, he's fucking talented like yeah. in a way that he doesn't, I don't think, get enough credit for. Yeah. But, um... Oh, and then speaking of great performances, I mean, Gal Gadot, yes... <sighs> Yes. Like, leagues better than yes. Batman v Superman. Like, Batman v Superman was, like, very 50-50 with me and her. Like, half of her lines were great, and, like, her performance was, like, good, and then, like, half of it was, like, bad. not that good. I don't think she's bad ever. She just it was just awkward. Well, she also... What was she doing? Like, yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, the, Killed the, things from the other worlds before. The marketing was what ruined that movie, but... I think that Boy, we're gonna have to talk about Batman. <laughs> we, we keep we keep getting away from it. Like, finish your Gal Gadot thought. No, no, I know. When, um, when it reaches a boiling point, we're just gonna, we're just gonna <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> just like it's like the Lasso of Truth, just like getting yeah. it out. Of oh, good. Yeah. Um, the Lasso of BVS. <laughs> Boo! I'm not gonna know. You get no approval of that. Oh boy, I tried. Um, um, they. Uh, she, why well, I definitely think it helped that Patty Jenkins was directing because Zack Snyder is not really an actor's director. He's a visual director. He's mm-hmm. all about metaphor and like visual cues and visual callbacks mm-hmm. and yeah. And he's and he's, great he's at really it. good. He's and like really people are like still finding stuff in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman that are it, like it, whoa poetry. Well, and yeah, whatever, yeah. Which it's very easy to knock on that idea. A lot of the time, where it's like, oh, when, like the George Lucas, like, oh, it's like poetry. Everything yeah. goes back to it. But like, you know what? No, there's. I think there's. Uh, I think there's something. These are movies that are like meant to be kind of like looked at mm-hmm. and like 
people are still going to be like I said. Yeah. People are still finding things in Batman v Superman to this day, yeah. over a year later. That yeah. they're like, and you know, people watch these movies every day, mm-hmm. and um, I think I think that says a lot. And I think I mean, yeah, some of his storytelling isn't that great, and he no. falls short in a lot of the, in a lot of ways. And you can know. I tangent off of this? Yeah. So he was Zack Snyder was directing Justice League, which was which I've been fine with. Where if he did Man of Steel, then he started bridging the gap of the other heroes with Batman v Superman. His and this part, is the next logical step is just finishing League. it. Yeah. Excuse me. If that's like a trilogy in and of itself, fine, cool. I'm on board. That's a Superman sort of story, even though Superman's and Batman v Superman mess. He unfortunately had to step off of um, filming Justice League. His daughter had committed. Had, yeah committed suicide and it's uh, really unfortunate obviously yeah, family tragedy sad. he was plan- they were going to do reshoots anyway and he was planning on getting back to it and then just was like I can't no I can't because yeah. you know what's going to happen everyone's going to be mad at him anyway yeah. and like that says a lot about us too a lot about fans and a lot about reviewers and critics I read a I sent you that article right Uh, this critic wrote an article like we're kind of to blame for the reason why he had to tell everyone that this was the reason why right and he felt that like if I don't say why they're gonna think that DC's firing me or things are wrong with the movie which I mean that that could be a separate issue don't get me wrong yeah but it's not the reason why he left and yeah. the reason why Joss Whedon took over. And, yes. and now, yeah. this is what I was going to say. I've been... I don't like Batman v Superman. I don't think it's very good. We yeah. go... We, <laughs> we butt heads on this. Uh, but I like Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel yeah. a lot. I, think Man, I still think Man of Steel is better than Wonder Woman. I, I liked it more than Wonder Woman. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Both, both have messy third acts. The yeah. problem is... The third acts are also ugly in different ways. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the ugliness, though, of Man of Steel's final act, because I think it's just... Well, it's kind it's of... horrifying. It's also justified with Batman v Superman. Like, the, it, mm. it kind of... It kind of... It gives Batman's motivation for... Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to refrain. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say was, if I... Here's what I want. Joss Whedon is amazing with character... And story. He's especially story being motivated by character. And mm-hmm. Age of Ultron is a big old mess, but they're like, there's like, well, that was also I've counted like before. Studio too. It's, there's that, but there's basically 13 principal characters, heroes and villains in yeah. that movie. You have the twins, you have Ultron, you have Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye, Black, Black Widow, Widow, Linda Cardellini, <laughs> Colby Smulders, uh, Vision. Um, Andy Circus, Andy Circus, and uh, mm. there, there's a lot. That's like twelve or thirteen. You say Captain America. I, I'm, I think he did. Yeah. I should have. He's my favorite. Yeah. But I uh, lots of say. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And basically, it's like an, it's like 130 minutes, and bas- there's like 13 people. So basically, everyone gets 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a good point. It's an insane juggling act, and the movie doesn't fall. I, I argue that it doesn't fall apart. As in, like, if people say it falls apart, it's kind of hard to completely dispute that. But it should be crumbling, and it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's, the first one should have. The, fr- yeah. the fact that the first, the first one one's worked. so confident, yeah. it's so confident, yeah. and it, and I stand by that. The first ones was like we wanted to, Joss Whedon wanted to do a bunch of he just wanted all these people to get in a room and talk, yeah. And he spends a lot like the first there's not that much action for a no. while, 
but they're all the character interaction is so good. Yeah. It's just watchable. Yeah. And then the final battle at the end, I always classify as a thank you for watching scene where it's like, yeah, you know, you know, this I got to do what I wanted to do. This is really what you came here to see. So thanks for watching. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's just awesome. It's like they have the shot where they like revolve around the six of them. It's just like, but then they, that's the problem though. There's like, they have not great visually is what I was going to get. That that payoff is great with that shot at the end of that. But then they do that in the first shot of the second one. You're just like, okay. Well, that's not my point. But like the second one, I think is a little bit, has some more interesting visuals to it, but also that's just, he's like all the fucking money. Yeah. (laughs) Got an extra 50 million to spend. Yeah. Uh, But I would love, I would have loved rather. That's what I mean. Rather. Uh, I would have loved if the two of them collaborated on this movie from the fucking beginning. The character, because Snyder is not great with character work. The character work of Joss Whedon and the visuals of Zack Snyder. Are you fucking kidding me? That is a, that is so the potential for that. (laughs) Well, I mean, we also, but to be fair, we don't know. We're we're probably even, even though, well, yeah, we don't. I'm excited know, for Justice. We don't know the extent of how long he's been on board because mm-hmm. now we're starting to hear that he's been kind of there for a while. Then, yeah, they're doing reshoots, and it and looks like they might be building the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Also, to and also, you can't like practically speaking, you can't really reshoot action scenes. No, they're CGI and everything because the CGI is already there. And it's a lot. It's a lot of it's, and it's also it's also second unit stuff usually anyway. So mm-hmm. no, he's you know, probably, if he's doing character so work, if he's reshooting stuff, it's all character stuff. Good, it's all dialogue. Good, that's what I think. Yeah, and ideally he'll be able to tie stuff back together and all that. But yeah, and also the other thing with Justice League that I'm probably most excited about uh, is now, Sean. We've talked about this before. Um, unfortunately, Ben Affleck had was recently he's had some problems. He's had some problems. He's got uh, some problems. But he seems like he's doing okay. He seems like he's doing okay. But he went to rehab for drinking problems, and we were talking about it once where it seemed like. Timing-wise, these problems he had might have been while production of Justice League was going on. Oh, yeah. And this is terrible kind of on my part, but I'm going to 100% watch this movie assuming that not Ben Affleck, but Batman is hammered the entire time he's driving around in the Batmobile shooting at aliens. <laughs> it's going to make it so much more enjoyable for me, at least. I know that much. He's like, yeah, my turn. <laughs> He's gonna fucking give me my guns. I use guns now. Like, I'm gonna watch it. He's, with like, he's like Rick. <laughs> yeah, he's like Rick. Uh, I. Oh, man. That, no, I, uh, I chalk that up to a plus in my mind. <laughs> Justice League. Well, that's like Af- Efron being coked up in Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had this conversation on uh, the Andrew Makes the Case podcast where we were talking about Scooby Doo, and it was. My, part of my case was like that movie was supposed to be like R. Or, or as I said, like a hard PG thirteen. Yeah, it was supposed to be like very risque. Yeah, and James Gunn recently, like a week ago, just confirmed he was like one of the early cuts of it was uh, rated R, and apparently they had to CGI out some cleavage. And I was just like, I hope it wasn't Linda Cardellini's in that movie because <laughs> goddamn, in that movie, she's just so fucking hot. But uh, there's two podcasts where I've grossly given my <laughs> thoughts on Linda Cardellini in that movie. <laughs> I am gross. And this was supposed to start as a respectful conversation about Wonder Woman. Yeah, this really... (laughs) This really spiraled. We are terrible. Um, But what was I saying? But we were talking about how behind-the-scenes issues and everything that went into making 
Scooby-Doo, I find interesting. And I think that that helps the movie. And like sometimes behind the scenes, like trouble and stuff like that, I think makes it movies more interesting sometimes. But. Well, like, it also is a good insight because now these, now these directors leaving movies are a lot more public than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And now people are starting to understand like how things work because like, and suit the studio system and you know how much, and I always tell people like making a movie is like building a house and you know, it's like, it's a patchwork. You really like, you're you just, make you're just constantly fixing things and adjusting things. And like, you're, you're, you're taking a script. That's one piece. You completely tear it apart and break it down. You figure out what you need to shoot, where, who's got to be where, when, why, and how, mm-hmm. and then you shoot it. The only th- audio you're recording on set is their dialogue. And nine times out of 10, you're not even yeah, going to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's basically just a patchwork. And, and the fact that it, a movie in and of itself works, like the concept of a movie works, is amazing. And like editing, like the fact that you're like, you're yeah. seamlessly cutting between different things and like it makes any sense uh, to anybody is like remarkable. Yep. So like, you know, like in Lord of the Rings, there's like a conversation between Frodo and Sam that like one hit Frodo's side was shot in 1999 and Sam's side was shot in 2002. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like there's just like, there's a three year gap between that conversation. Yeah. And it's like, I think people are kind of starting to get that. Obviously, like people that kind of follow movies, like yeah. people that just are like, oh, it's just League. Like they don't get it. But like, Oh, so many people fucking were loving Transformers, and I was like, "Do you guys even get what you're looking at right now?" We're That's gonna talk. I'm going to. We're, yeah. Part of this is going. I, I don't care it. how long we go. I'm going to talk about Transformers <laughs> Five for a while, probably at the end of this. But um, yeah, and, and movies are hard. It's, it's 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 a very a lot of money goes into it, and just look at the credits. Just watch the credits of. Any now movie. we have to to find out what goes well, on. At there's the end. that. Like, just maybe to, Davy Jones is going to show up again. <laughs> just. <laughs> Just like try to wrap your head around how many people are involved in these movies and how many people want to put their stamp on this movie. And like, I mean, obviously there's people like me and you that are just getting coffees and whatever. Like, you know, well, Well, yeah, but like you get my (laughs) point. I don't don't work on, you work on cooler shit. Like I, you have more opportunities right now. I've been, I've been having to sort out some other shit. Yeah. I'm good. But to be fair. Yeah. But like there's, there's like, I don't know why I had to justify that. There's just like so many things that go into making a movie and people and yeah, for someone as high up as a director to get fired that far into a movie, that's a big deal. And like, you're basically completely changing the course of uh, a hundred to $300 million investment. Just in the case of justice league, he stepped down $500 million, 300 probably. Well, including marketing. Yeah. Probably production wise, probably closer to three. Yeah. Well, if they're going back and reshooting, that was was rumors are is like, they, they said four, but I also think what they they said four, but I also think that's including marketing. I think it was two fifty and one fifty. 250 budget, 150 marketing. If it was 150 budget and 250 marketing. No, it wouldn't be 150 I'm, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. But like, if that if that like ratio Woman. was this, the case, like, I feel, Batman v Superman was so marketed. And I don't That's think, true. I feel like Wonder Woman wasn't as much, but I don't no, know. No, they really did a good job with that marketing. Uh, yeah, I do too. I, I, and um, Wonder Woman, all right, sorry, let's circle back to Wonder Woman yeah. now. The, uh, I love this movie more for the fact of what it did than love the actual paper. movie. Love it on paper. Because it... Prove that marketing is kind of bullshit. If the movie's good, the movie's good. Yeah. 
if the movie like trailer wise, if it's good enough, is what I mean. If it yeah. if it hits the right marks, if it gets people excited, mm-hmm. obviously it kind of helps that it was like the first major female led superhero movie that directed by directed by a woman who, as well. I'm just gonna tangent real quick, brief one, but it goes back to what we were saying. Uh, Patty Jenkins walked away or was fired from Thor two. Yes, and she came you're back. Right. Moving back on. That's yes. Not, yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good little side. No, you're <laughs> right. That's true. Um, and I think that's it's important for the industry because now it's going to give you know it's going to open the floodgates for women. It's going to inspire a lot of women I was, to go and direct. I was talking to um, one of the producers at work, and uh, she was uh, her kids love all the DC shows, and she's yeah. talking about Wonder Woman, and she also said her kids saw Captain Underpants, and I was like, I just saw Captain Underpants, <laughs> loved it. We had a brief talk about that, but. I kept asking her. I was like, "Oh, have you seen Wonder Woman yet?" Because I wanted. I was curious what her opinion was, and she fucking loved it. She was yeah. like, "I was walking out of there, like walking on me with the bracelet." Everyone doing the X. She's doing the X thing, and she's saying the same thing with her kids. And I was just like, "And that's, I can't relate to that in the same way." And like, that's the thing where it's like, that's awesome. Like, and that's, that's so great because good. that's what it's made for. It's made mm-hmm. for them. It's made for little girls. It's made mm-hmm. for you know girls growing up. And like, no, there's no super. And like, yeah, Black Widow's cool, but like. It's she's kind of a side character. I've gotten into a lot of debates with one of my friends uh, about Black Widow, especially her portrayal in Age of Ultron. <sighs> she thinks she's a monster because she, she can't have, have kids. kids. Yeah, but I don't. I again, I don't know. Straight white dudes. I I don't have a huge problem with that. Like I think it's I think it's just more whatever that pro, whatever that. I mean, it's such an individual and personal problem too. Yeah, like everyone like, has their own yeah, like struggle like, with that. Exactly. And, it, and that's that movie was like her fourth or fifth appearance. I can't remember. Well, the fact, yeah, people, and that's the most you've yeah. ever learned about her. And yeah. it's like this many movies in, she's a very guarded person. And like, that's something that she, people like destroy Joss Whedon because of that. I and like how he treated that guy. I was like, I was give like, the guy a break. He made a choice. He's very tired. He just made a choice. Like that's yeah. it. And like, was it a good choice? Maybe not. But like, mm-hmm. he's written some of the best female characters in, in pop culture in yes. the past 20 years. Buffy, the vampire slayer, you know, he, he oh, wrote a, he wrote wonder so woman. Good. He wrote a wonder woman script. Mm-hmm. Apparently it sucked, but yeah, you know, it, it, and he's doing Batgirl, and I was like, "That's a great call. That's an awesome call." Like, mm-hmm. I think you know, I it's mean, job. everyone's probably going to be like, "Why don't you get a female to direct it?" And I'm like, "Well, I, yeah, I guess," but he's also really he's he's probably the number one man that I would pick to do a woman. What about Paul Feig? Paul, he's <laughs> <laughs> being an asshole. Did he right do? There. Did he do Bridesmaids? Yes, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. I know he did Ghostbusters. He did Ghostbusters. Um. Yeah, the, the the Wonder Woman. Yeah, I I agree. Great. The movie the movie itself has its flaws. Mm-hmm. It it but it also has a lot of really great things in it. Like the it's way it was inspiring shot, in a lot of ways. Yeah. in ways that, in the film and outside of the film. Yes, in ways that these kind of movies haven't been in a while. Where it's like there's no hope in superhero movies anymore. No, very little. It's very dreary, especially DC movies. <laughs> they fucking killed Superman. <laughs> And Sean, do you remember? Um, do you remember nine eleven? Yeah. Uh, do you want to see the like the most horrifying version of that ever, which yeah. is the end of Man of Steel? Yeah. Let's uh, show like ground footage of jets flying into buildings because oh, of the no, world where there were crowds. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. It's, it's people uh, didn't get out. Yeah. It's really fucking dark. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying. But the but again, there. I I don't know. The end of Man of Steel is like as. 
it's horrifying, but at least it succeeds at doing that. Like it goes all in and it's Wonder unapologetic. Third act is visually ugly. It's very, it's very it's dreary. It's like, it's like gray black. So Batman, v Superman, the doomsday fight at the end. Similar to that. It is the same color palette. Yeah. Doomsday. It's every, it's at night in like a deserted part of Gotham and Sean, there's no people there. No. They just, tell you that. And just so you know, <laughs> it's after everyone, five o'clock, everyone home. Everyone home. <laughs> no one works no one works overtime in Martha Metropolis. <laughs> they, that part of Metropolis <laughs> is like that town in, in North Korea where it's just like it's where they're like, no, 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 it's a it's a real place. It's there. And it's just empty shelves of buildings. <laughs> it's got fake food in the windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Um, and so it, it's all dark and Doomsday, he can shoot face beams, like a heat beam. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, it's it's preposterous, and he, he when he gets hit, the, the energy stores up, and then he just explodes with all this like red and orange lightning and mm-hmm. yellow lightning, uh, and it's huge, and it levels all these buildings. And so, Anderson Cooper reminds us that no one was there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, Nancy Grace. That wasn't the Nancy Grace cameo. Um, no. So I did like that aspect of the movie, though. The, oh, the Nancy the, Grace the, the, the whole just the whole media circus around. Yeah, how they handle Superman. It's a weird and it, way of trying or, to bring in the Dark Knight Returns kind of stuff. Yes, you're right, and arguably more relevant now today in 2017 than it was last year. But the counter argument to that is that's not what you want to see. That's not what I came. No, I didn't. Get, no, I didn't yeah, it's I didn't come there, to see. If, uh, be reminded of how awful the real world is right now. Yeah. I came to he's see Batman to, and Superman yeah. fight and then become best friends. Yeah, which he's trying to do. Doesn't the Nolan even thing. happen. He's trying. To, <laughs> he's trying to do the Nolan thing and and make it like real. This is real shit, man. This is real life. And this is what Superman. This is and that's what that was their goal. And you know what? Wonder too, Woman though. doesn't do that. Yeah, Wonder Woman doesn't do that. It's yeah. kind of it, like you were saying. It, it's got that fantasy vibe from like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. I was gonna say Harryhausen esque. Yeah. That's, not really. Um, just his kind of like swords and sword and sandals kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Exactly. That's what yes. Okay, we're back yeah. on track. Yeah, um, Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Yeah, that's where she comes from. She comes from like, oh, fuck. Is this a movie about her going coming from a classical era of move of like movie making, fighting her way through? Someone definitely thought somebody. That. She has to fight through this dreary. Miserable because look at how it's world of DC black. Well, like that's the thing. London is like black and white almost. It, yeah, and then the final battle is like the same. same where thing. it's it's a gray scale, it's gray scale, gray scale, uh, where there will be an explosion or lightning bolts. So it's it's a black and white and orange and blue strobe light for yes. fifteen minutes. Yes. Batman v Superman. It's same for like forty five minutes though, <laughs> and it's it's yeah. you're uh, right. It's ugly. It's you're ugly. right. You're right. And. You're right. Oh, You're man, 100% I, right. I will not whoa. argue that. No, I'm on board. I'm, I'm working my way through this where it's like, I feel like it's like she's Wonder fighting Woman's her way like, through. Why can't, why don't we have one of these old kind of heroes from back in the day, like who can cut through all of the miserable, like, this is what this is. Like, this is war. This is serious. Like it's, it's miserable and it's the fucking, it's dark. It's real. It's like, no, why can't we just cut through this and just inspire people like that's really what wonder woman's about yeah and i think it works really well with that i think the middle act's really good where she the scene where she clear like the world war one war oh no man's land yeah the no man's land as on the nose as it is to call it no man's (laughs) land and she rises above it and goes through it 
like who cares? Like it's yeah. great. It's a really really good sequence. Yeah, that's then, that's her that's her Smallville fight and that's her warehouse fight scene. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her that's her yeah. standout. And then she clears out like a town and it's awesome. Yeah. And like everybody helps her and like but everybody's working together to support her. Um, not not in like a she needs it, like not they're of, they're getting behind her. She's they're like, behind they're like yeah. yeah. Thank you for yeah. saving me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like towing a line, towing a line. Uh, we're like a couple of Chris Pines. Uh, so she and we're like, Chris Pines living in a Gal Gadot world, man. Yeah, we're just a couple of pines. Are you a? Uh, pine, well, I'm pine, a pine nut. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making that joke. It's a terrible it's great. joke. No, it's great. A couple of pine nuts. Um, <laughs> but, and and it's it's awesome where it's like the the team of the Howling Commandos that she has. Oh, I'm just great. Them. They're fun, and they're all inspired by her and she finds ways to like inspire them and like get behind them in ways that like they aren't expecting. Like the one guy from train spotting is like a drunk and he's a sniper who can't shoot, but she hears him like singing or something one day. And then she like compliments him. is like, Oh, who's going to sing? Like, come on, we need yeah. that. And he's like, all right. And he's just like, <laughs> okay. And he kind of lights up and then he's like, He's yeah. effective. He's effective after that. And yeah. it's just like such a small, it's a small gesture meaning a lot. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I feel like she was representing in the movie. Third act, which I keep kind of getting at, where it's like she fights Ares. Ares turns out the fight starts much more interesting where it's like Ares is revealed to just be like this guy. And like I will save, we'll, well, we won't say who it is, but it should you should figure ideally you can figure it out like well when i knew it yeah i was like okay and i, I feel i can't remember if i heard that it wasn't like, i didn't even online. feel like it was a twist either it was just her it's a not reveal. yeah it was a reveal more it's not than a twist. twist it's not just like oh my god and like my god yeah it's like and like also if you didn't figure it out like it wasn't gonna be yeah <laughs> it was, it's the big switch red herring ever yeah. hear of it yeah. uh Although I did love the other villains, the red herring guy and Doctor Poison. Oh my Dr. god, Poison. One of the villains is named Doctor Poison. Oh, so they're good. like Boris and Natasha. Doctor Poison yes. makes mustard gas and loves it. Like, like they she just, just loves she poison. Just loves making poison, and she's good at it. And she's such like a sniveling little scientist villain. Yeah, she's, and you know, and you and you never see women play that kind of character. It's very very rare. It looks like, like she's having a fucking blast. Kind of like a crackpot, like yeah. crazy. Like she, she has like a cool facial. Fa- she's like a Bond she's, villain. She's like a Bond villain. Yes. Where she has like this prost- like this old timey mask, like that guy in, face uh, in Boardwalk, Empire, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, where she's clearly been burned by her own poison. There. Yeah, I feel like that's what the story's supposed to be. There. Yeah, and she's working with this general who was a real guy. <laughs> Oh, he was a real guy. Oh my god! Not a great portrayal of him, but apparently he like thought war was like a natural thing. Like I heard that on some. That's kind of cool. But um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that. Out. I was like historical no, context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the gas that she makes, I'm pretty sure it's just mustard gas, but whatever. It's like real. Like, it's like extra mustard. It's like super mustard gas. Spicy yeah. brown mustard. Gas. <laughs> brown mustard. Brown mustard gas. <laughs> <laughs> it can like break gas masks, and there's yeah. a scene where they gas all these generals. Um, Danny Houston is the other uh, he's the other kind of main bad guy yeah. and they they throw in all this gas and he tosses in a gas mask and they hold the door closed and she goes oh yeah it's about two hours uh, <laughs> I told you I don't want to do this game but the uh so they close the door and it's like, and she's just like, but the gas masks aren't going to work. And he just goes, yeah, they don't know that. And then they're just like, ha, 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 ha. and they run off together and they're having a, they're having a blast. 
awesome. That was a great scene. Really, really good because they're just they're having fun. Yeah. Like they they're evil and they love it. It's, yeah, it's great. And then that and then because that the audience has fun. Yeah, you know. And then there's it's like the Joker. The Joker loves being the Joker. Oh, he loves it. He loves it's being great. evil. He loves being and evil. you love it. Palpatine yeah. loves being evil. Yeah. He has fun. Not so much. No, he's like, oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fucked up. But that's uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I agree. I think the only major problem is the third act. Yeah, and well, that's what I'm getting at. Where and the CGI. But like to be to be fair, they they kind of a little bit cheaper than some of these. I forget significantly cheaper. It was 149 million. That's not that much. Which let's say 150. 150 compared to BVS, which is rumored 400. (laughs) If if that's the actual number yeah uh and this is also a period movie where they yes. go to a mystical world period piece big big pine she probably has got to a nice fight a god big chris world. pine's not he probably made a good amount of money a good amount of money but like i feel like it probably would have been like it's not like robert Downey jr money no, but no, 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 no. but there's I, nobody in the dc <laughs> universe right now ben affleck like maybe i doubt it uh, and i doubt well, it as a producer maybe yeah because robert Downey jr is not producing any of those movies which is I, I, mean, I think he gets some. I think he gets. Well, he's making credit. money. He's not getting producer credit though. Yeah, he's whatever. He's just. But Affleck, Affleck's EPing uh, Justice League. He's an That's EP. Cool. Um, uh, but the third act. So she fights Ares. Ares is the god of war. Greek gods exist now. I love that world. like animation. Oh that yeah, that was cool. It's a movie that has a creation story. Yeah. In my book, that gives you a couple extra points. I'm a big fan for a creation story yeah. for no reason. And it's like it's like a CG sequence where everything looks like a moving painting. It's, it's awesome. yeah, it's like a Renaissance painting. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh it's very three hundred like uh uh what's that movie with Henry Cavill Immortals? Kinda like Immortals. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh Beefcake. So she <laughs> So she fights Ares uh and He's the god of war. When he first shows up, he's just like a dude, and he's like floating around and like creating all these explosions, like a wave of his hand. And she has this like like he just is completely like melts down all of her weapons and all this stuff. Really creepy, really effective. And then uh, he gets a suit of armor and like that he makes out of like metal that he just he pulls. Just, like, yeah, he's attaches a, it to himself. And he's a manipulator. And they he reveals that he's not. Affecting these people He's not being like He's just kind of like It's not like his presence Is like Oh no I gotta fight Now I wanna fight And I wanna war He can do that to people But For this It's just kind of like Nudge Like he yeah, he just He just kind of like Gives him a little push And A little nudge Ares unfortunately Becomes the big, the heavy To fight at the end But on paper, you need that. yeah. Mm, well, quote, you unquote, quote need unquote need that. But he's on paper. He's more of a manipulator, and that's where he's more interesting. So, and his power is visualized by that, where he can pull, the, he can move the ground, and he can manipulate metal, and that's how he makes his suit of armor. So I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. Again, it just looks ugly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the CGI looked. Not and there's that good. a couple gags in it. That I'm just gonna call gags where it's like, there's one part where one woman throws a crate at him, and he, he stops and he breaks it open, and it's just full of. Um, hand grenades and he sh- oh launch- yeah. he launches them at her and she like sees another crate and it's just got like a bomb that an airplane would use and she fucking chucks at it the hand grenades and they all blow up <laughs> for whatever reason I fucking love that it made me laugh real hard that's pretty cool um, I remember that yeah it was fun uh, and he ultimately he he binds her at one point and in the comics one of her weaknesses is that she if she is bound by a man she can't 
like escape, which is like, we, um, <laughs> uh, <Whoa>. yeah, we. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's, I'm sure that's gotten retconned out, but yeah, she, ultimately she breaks out of it. Um, because of a spoiler thing happens that feels not exact. It feels a little, not as feministy, but again, we're straight white dudes. What do we know? Can we, we're, we're two hours in. I'm going to spoil it. So Chris Pine, can we, can we say yeah, this? Chris, spoilers. You should have known. Woman, yeah, you should blah, blah, blah. Uh, Professor Lupin's Aries and Chris Pine <laughs> sacrifices himself and dies <laughs> at the end. Professor uh, Lupin's Aries. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Danny Houston. It's Professor Lupin. And uh, so, so Chris Pine sacrifices himself, and she watches him die, and she can't do anything about it. And this, this combined with Ares kind of like messing with her, makes her freak out. And there's this really weirdly CG part where she just kills like a hundred dudes on the fucking oh, tarmac, yeah. and she's moving real fast, and it looks weird. It's like jar. It looks like Immortals, where it's like this jarring sort of yeah hyper stylized kind of thing. But he's manipulating her. He's like giving her the power. He's like being like, "Yes, fight! Like you want to yeah. fight? This is you want to kill. Good, good." And she kills all these people, and she's like trashing everything. And he wants her to. And then he tries to get her to kill Doctor Poison, and then Doctor Poison mask falls off, and she sees it. She's kind of like a scarred, angry little like woman, like who's just kind of like feeble woman. Yeah, yeah, and like. She, she's sad by that, and she like can't. She has to, she's like, let me over a tank overhead. And she's like ready to fucking crush him. That's great. And then she doesn't want to do it, and she throws it down. And then she's more motivated by love, is what happens. And using the power of love and trying to stand against hatred, she's able to f- summon her own power. And she realizes that throughout the whole movie, she's inspiring everybody else. And that's kind of the through goodness and kind acts and love and everything like that. And then when she starts to realize that the tide changes and she is able to like Aries, like blast her with lightning and she's able to kind of store it. And then she like blasts it back at him. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Whatever. Um, her, I don't understand her, how her gauntlets work, which I don't want to completely tangent off of this real quick, but like, and she's able to beat him. And it's again, on paper, everything's better than the way it's visualized where it's like, I like more. So what's happening here where she stands up against basically hatred and war and evil and villainy and is like able to find that deep down everything, the way that she's always done, everything is the way like she can be that beacon. Yeah. And like when Aries is gone, everybody starts shaking hands and like the two sides of the war, they start to like, they're like uh, the, who are in the surrounding area. They're like, oh, okay. They're checking on each other, and it's more with Ares gone. She can. She's a god. Like they reveal that, and it's like she can. She has the same power as him, but it's the opposite. Like you know what I'm saying? It's the, the, the antithesis. Of, the antithesis. Well, because she's the god killer. She's the god killer. Yeah. Which it's, like it's not the sword. <laughs> okay, so she has this sword that's supposed to be the god killer sword, and Ares melts it down, which is something I didn't want to spoil, or, but whatever. Uh, where he melts it down, and he's just like, "That's not the god killer. You're the god killer, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck would you tell her that? <laughs> I had a huge yeah. problem with yeah. that. Um, Agreed. But, like, again, like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Or, like, am I wrong in any of that? No. Like, I feel like, okay, cool. No, I, I think that, uh, I think 
there, like I said, there are some visually, especially in the third act, there are some problems. Ugly. Um, it just should like, be fun. It, I, yeah, I looked at it, I was just like, oh, it's here, here we go. It's another dreary night sky, like kind of gray, gray with, scale, like, and then yeah. orange and blue. I just feel like that's just like how things are done now, I guess. Maybe it's just easier to do. Um, I think that's a carryover from Batman v Superman. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, uh, and I just don't know why. And, it, and honestly, a lot of the footage in Justice League looked like that too. Trailer, I the trailer. Think there's shots in the trailer where everybody's kind of standing together, and it's like the sunrise. Yeah, I feel that like looks cool. I think we haven't seen much from Act Three. Is what I'm hoping because oh, we yeah. haven't seen Superman. Yeah. And like, if they are still gonna try and fake his out, like, oh, Superman's not in this movie. <laughs> Fuck yourselves. <laughs> Superman's putting him on the fucking movie. tubs of popcorn. <laughs> you see that? Like they have the, the Justice League popcorn tubs and he's on it. Wait, I just want to put this on the record. I keep forgetting that's thing. in November too. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, I, I thought that was next year. I just want to put this on the podcast, but I hope that when Superman comes back from the dead to kind of retcon him and like make him more the inspiring sort of, I'm Superman. I hope he has brain damage from being dead. <laughs> And he comes back he's a little slow. He's just kind of like a little bit, just kind of like, oh, hey, Clark, I'm not Clark, I'm Superman. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> and that's where you get the, the Batman humor. He's just like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk right now. <laughs> but I, think there's, I think he might be drunk. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's the thing. Like, they, they, I think they're gonna have to retcon Superman. They gotta because, like, and because Wonder Woman. In reality, to. Wonder Woman is kind of she kind of serves as what Superman is exactly. in in normal Superman lore. He's the inspirational beacon of hope, and that's exactly. what she is in the movie. And again, this goes back to why I like Man of Steel. It's that he can do all these things. He doesn't know. He's unsure he's of himself. He's like trying to figure he's it out. He's trying to figure out what's the best way to do use all these yeah. gifts I have. And that's what I think is interesting about the Man of Steel portrayal of Superman. Batman v Superman. He doesn't really have anything to do. He doesn't have anything to do, and I feel like it... It's Batman. It hobbles. It hobbles it's Batman's movie. movie. It's still, oh, yeah, no. Boy, we're not... No, I'm not talking about Batman. <laughs> he looked at the time. Like, like, yeah, I agree. The whole the whole thing with fuck it, we're gonna talk about Batman. The well, no, in Man of Steel, was, um, yeah. people also kind of when you like you have to take a step back from that movie and be like, the whole time he's in the suit is like the first time. It's like a 24 hour period. He, it's when he fights Zod in Smallville, and then when he kills Zod, I is like 24 yeah. hours. I love that you see him throw a punch for the first time. I love that his first day on the job is like it's kind of a mess. It's the Avengers' last day on the job. For yeah. example, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's probably what Thanos could do. He's going to just wipe out at like a, like cities, and it's like not going to stop. And they like they're not going to be able to like it's not going to be like setting it to zero. It's going to be just chaos. Yeah. I think it's going to be dead. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I do like that Superman's first day on the job feels like any other superhero's last day. Um, yeah. kind of thing. And that's part of the reason why I don't mind the third act of Man of Steel. Because also, I think the, the fight with Zod is kind of fun. There's a couple, there's a couple there's some gags. Cool, there's some cool stuff. Some really cool shots. Nah, nah, nah. 
triple take laser vision. Like, come on. And Mike, come on. Michael Shannon's running around with superpowers. There's nothing more fun than that. Yeah. In my opinion. He doesn't take it too seriously, but he does. Oh, no. And like, who knows with that guy? Yeah. I don't think he knows. He's no, like, I'm I, 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 fucking well, leotard over here. I've said this before. You watch the making of uh, on Man of Steel. Oh, it's and great. I too. It's really good. It's really good because especially the Krypton stuff is fascinating. Yeah. But the stuff with Michael Shannon, there's like one where he's talking about the fight scenes. He's like, you know, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Coming on set, green screen set up, punch here, kick one day, punch the next. <laughs> pretty fun it's like and it's like all he has to offer i was like oh my god that was amazing just more of that uh and it was like, like yeah yeah and the, there's and superman can be inspired like superman and man of steel can be inspiring in that way where it's a very it's like a young man's version of superman where it's like not quite teenage version of superman or whatever it's mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like by the time I saw it, it was, like, right near the end of college, and it was, like, there felt like there was something That's a there. good, yeah, it's a good, uh, he's, like, metaphor. First like comparison. job, you know what I mean? Like, first he doesn't really know what he's doing. First day is Superman. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a pep talk from, C, uh, you know, he's virtual Jor-El. He's and getting, uh, getting a hot older, hot older woman, <laughs> which, like, their age difference is, like, it's pretty significant. Yeah, it's pretty significant. In real and life, you know what? Yeah. It's, I feel like it's supposed to be in the movie as well. And yeah. you know what? It's never addressed. Well, and that's... I remember just talking about Man of Steel. I like the Clark and Lois stuff in Man of Steel because it's mostly left unspoken. And I think all the Batman v Superman Clark and Lois stuff is a goddamn disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bathtub. Uh, yeah. The... Uh, boy. Um, but, like, I don't know. That's like, I do kind of like that. I like that in Man of Steel where it's like they there's a clearly a connection there and they... Well, it's like a lot of... It's like very motherly, too. Like, he's very attached to his mother. It's very... You know, he doesn't. He doesn't. And no one ever. He no one ever call, talks about it. <laughs> he almost. He, he doesn't. He doesn't almost kill Zod because of Lois. He almost kills Zod because of his mother. Right. You, you know. Girl, you threatened my mother. Yeah. 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 He don't fuck with Superman's boy. mommy. Mama's you know. Boy. Unless you're Lex Luthor. <laughs> So let's finish up Wonder Woman, then we're gonna fucking talk about Batman v Superman because we have to. We gotta get it out of our system. Uh, it's, so it's oh, that might be another hour. Who knows? It'll be. It'll, and you know what? We don't. And have you know to what talk. else? And you know what else? It'll be shorter than Batman v Superman. Still. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh boy, that's probably funny just to us. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman's good, and I, I hate, but I do want to say the third act almost sinks the ship, and the final scene is fucking awful. Where she's at the Louvre, the Louvre in France. She oh, gets, and she gets the emails she from gets Bruce. The emails from Bruce Wayne, and she gets the picture back that she wanted in Batman v Superman. Yeah, and you find out the origin of when that picture was taken and everything else. Oh, I, I was texting you. I was like, Sean, try and figure out when the Stan Lee cameo oh, should yeah. be in Wonder Woman. And I forget what you said, but I said it at the at the ball, right? Yeah, that makes that, sense. Like, Whoa, look at her dress. That's a great dress. <laughs> Does she have a sword back there? It's <laughs> uh, a logical place for a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, I was thinking he. But would, you're right. He would have been the guy taking the picture. All right, yeah. <laughs> everybody Ooh. get together. I've never seen uh, one of you out here on the battlefield, lady. I don't know. It's like something Shall overtly she sexist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what was great too. Yeah, because like, they're gonna get their, if, if logically, if DC is gonna get Stan Lee to yeah. show up, just make gonna, him an asshole. Make him in a bad light. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I also kind of. 
what I, uh, going back to Wonder Woman, I guess the one thing I loved about it too was that it was it wasn't like I'm feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and the big yeah, problem, about this, yeah. I, the big problem I had with like Supergirl, the show was like, the, I only watched the pilot because I was like, this is horrible because they you hate women. <laughs> <laughs> no, because all she talked about was, I want to be a good woman reporter. And I'm like, you don't write good women. I mean, at least as a man writing a woman character, when I write women characters mm-hmm. and I've gotten good reviews on my women characters before. So I'm like, I'm assuming I'm okay at it, but mm-hmm. you just write them as people, people yeah. like you don't have them talk about how great they are or how, how much potential they can have as a woman. You just have them do it. The gender shouldn't, inform it as much and it shouldn't be like the main exactly exactly it's yeah like don't talk about it just have her be badass Mm -hmm. don't have her be like i can be badass because i'm a woman just have her be badass and that's how it works and And she does that yeah and wonder woman in this movie the thing i like the most is that she comes into this new world that she never she's only heard of um and she's kind of naive but Mm -hmm. it never fully comes across as naive in my opinion um it's almost like wide-eyed. It's not not wide-eyed. What I got from it was she's incredibly capable. She can do basically anything she sets her mind to. Everything is like she's just getting the ropes. She's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Like the scene with the revolving door where she doesn't really know how to yeah. work the revolving door. Oh, that's great. The way she approaches it is like, okay, yeah. we're gonna do it. Yeah. She's like dives in and yeah. she like goes around once. She comes out the other side. She's got like her fucking sword and shield <laughs> out. It's really funny. Um, and like it, it, it's. It's never like she's so naive that, like, she's gonna, like, like, she just doesn't, she's like, she doesn't understand. It's, it's much more just kind of like, okay. Like, this is I, how it works. This is different to me, but, like, this is how it works. Okay, I got, all right, I got this. She's me, learning as she goes. Let me get there. I got this thing. Yeah. Like, it, it always kind of comes across more like, I got it, I got it. Which like, is why she's, like, a, an incredibly effectual character, because... She's learning as she goes. She doesn't know everything off the bat, which is why, like, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the whole Max Landis, Mary Sue with Ray, he loved Wonder Woman because she's she's learning as she goes. Mm-hmm. She's picking up new things. You know, she she's makes learning. A, she makes a huge mistake yeah. in the movie. Not like mistake. She does. But, like, she thinks she she thinks the wrong person is Aries. Yeah. But then. But she doesn't get to dwell on that for too long because five seconds later, <laughs> Professor Lupin's just like, I'm here. And she's like, what are you doing here? It's like, he's Aries. <laughs> Come Hello. on. <laughs> Hello, Diana. Um, I'm British with a mustache, and I am an actor you recognize in a role that seemingly had no impact on the story. How could I possibly have been Aries, you must be wondering. <laughs> Is that what you were wondering? <laughs> Wonder Woman. Woman. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I do think that, like, they weren't... I was really worried that they were just going to be, like, just... You were just going to hear, like, or see, like, I'm strong. I'm going to... You know, but it's they didn't do that. I thought it was awesome. No. Just, just she is. just is. Exactly. It's awesome. it's and great. in Supergirl, all they did in the pilot, at least, they could have, you know, changed it, you know, I, but it was yeah. just, like... Oh my god, just have her fucking fly and save somebody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't just tell. Show, exactly. Your agenda. Yeah. 
Um, um, but again, we're exactly, two straight white yeah. guys. Uh, so I'm yeah, just, in so many words, show, don't tell your agenda. Yeah. And they showed very much, and they showed very well in I, Wonder yeah. Woman. And like the scenes on the mascara, it's like all the background extras, like, I'm good. Again, this is going to be completely counterproductive to the point, but it's just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I want to go there. But, <laughs> but like, uh, Incredibly, incredibly diverse. Every all the extras they used were apparently like athletes or yeah. fighters or yes. like whatever. They were all like women athletes and, and like, models, like yeah. everything. They got the like whole broad, super spectrum. diverse. <laughs> the whole wow, Sean. <laughs> broad as in not as in no what? <laughs> <laughs> Digging a hole. Wait. We are. This is probably going to come back to bite us in some way. Uh, I hope yeah, right. not. We're, You'll never know what he said on his podcast 10 years ago. <laughs> when Sean tries to run for office. I'm like, yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> what, I liked Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah. They, it's good. It's good. I want to see a sequel. Uh, I hated the final scene where she's at the Louvre. She sees a, she hears something outside. She goes to the Louvre ceiling and then she looks out she's in Wonder Woman gear. She looks out into the, onto, into Paris and it doesn't appear that anything's in danger. And it looks like she like locks onto it and then she jumps off and it ends the way the amazing Spider-Man movies end where she kind of, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Sean was making a thwip sound of web shooting out where it slow mos as she does like a comic book pose. Into the screen, and if I saw it in 3D, it would have been all like 3D. I was kind of yeah, that's right. I didn't see it in 3D either. And I was kind of hoping the last scene was going to be her on um, the plane for BVS. Thought that would have been cool. I kind of expect that too because we were talking about this briefly somehow before the podcast. We were talking about how I think it almost retroactively makes some things in Batman v Superman better. Make more sense at least. Makes a little bit more sense. And And her motivation, especially. There's potential for the DC movies to work backwards. What? I just had a thought. Okay. You know when her and Bruce Wayne are at the gallery in BVS Mm -hmm. and they're looking at the sword? Isn't that supposed to be the God Killer? Or he's talking about it? Is she looking for another sword? Sword didn't mean anything. But she doesn't have a sword because Ares melted it. Yeah, but go back home and get another fucking sword. All right, fine. That's just a thought. Okay. Go back to Themyscira. Fine, fine. Just go shit to on my idea. The, the sword, <laughs> the sword store. That's a hard thing. The sword, sword store. store. See, it's yeah. a hard thing to say. Sword store. There, there you go. Um, the sword store. The sword store. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was just the thought I had. Oh, no, I got you. Because I, I was trying to remember that scene where the guy's talking about the sword, and I was like, wasn't it supposed to be the God Killer? Does do they say something like that? And that's why it was like it, Alexander the Great's sword or something, something like, that. like that. And like some sheik got it on the black market. And she's like, oh, but one of them was a fake. And yeah. Bruce Wayne's like, I know. I'm not stupid. I'm Batman. Fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Batman v Superman. Bruce BBS. Wayne's. Bruce Wayne, as scripted, should be Lex Luthor. He should be on the ground in the Battle of Man of Steel, have LexCorp get destroyed, and have people and friends that he knew killed in that instance, and then look up in the sky and see two alien beings, one in gray, one in blue and red, fighting and destroying everything. And then later on, everyone reveres the one in blue and red to be a hero and a god, and he knows that he's not. And he wants to do everything in his power to kill this thing because he knows it's a threat. Lex Luthor should have been Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman. I stand 
by flipping the roles because it would have been a villain that you're on board with, you agree with, and you have to. That's compelling. Yeah, dude, that's good. I don't know what their method was to making Jesse making him that like weird. I don't know if they were trying to do like a Joker thing or what happened. I don't know what's going on, but I find Jesse Eisenberg watchable in it. He's fun. He's having a fun time. I mean, after the first time, I kind of like got into it more. Like I, after the shock of it being like, okay, this is Lex Luthor, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't, it was a little easier to digest, but I kind of just wish it was somebody else. There was some, the rumor or like what a lot of people think are hoping is going to be that he's revealed to be like a clone or it's, well, he's Lex Luthor Jr. Yeah. But there, again, I'm probably getting this from the same podcast, but it's like, I'm pretty sure they're, there's a character who was a clone of Lex Luthor who had long, weird hair, uh, who eventually just started, he had a shorter life expectancy. And as he went on, he started losing his mind more and more and more. And the, they were positing that it's like, well, that might, that might've been him. Be what happened. Well, cause he had, they're also, there's also who, this weird unwritten like thing that like he, he, he knows that doomsday is coming or not doomsday. Dark side's coming. Mm-hmm. And like the extended get, version, yeah. There's like, and that's the other thing. Is that canon? Like, I don't know because there's a lot of stuff in that that could connect to like they show Steppenwolf yeah. with the mother boxes. Yeah, and it's all gonna. I think you're gonna have to have seen the ultimate cuts to, to get a lot to of get stuff a lot in of Justice it. League. You're right, <sighs> which is yeah. great because it's better. Yeah, it is. It's it's an it's an eight, it's an it's an eight versus a six. Or a four versus a six, <laughs> depending on what's depending on how you look at it. Yeah, depending. You're definitely it's a getting, two point jump. It doesn't fix everything, but it clears up enough stuff. It gives you a couple less frustrating problems. It, well, it gives you where you're not just like, why would everyone think Superman shot a bunch of people with guns? Yeah. and it's like, oh, they burn all the bodies and thought of your heat vision. Yeah, away. okay, that's a huge plot hole. Like that's yeah, huge. That's yeah, yeah. None of that on this <laughs> fucking podcast, asshole. Um, they uh, well, they uh. <laughs> They also just like finish fucking scenes. Like the scenes are complete, mm-hmm. and like but still they, Superman still dies, and then comes back. Yeah, and then his yeah. I mean, like, if you didn't like, if you didn't like Martha, and you didn't like how oh, things boy. went down, like yeah. that obviously it doesn't fix that. But yeah. like, if you can get behind some of it, and just were like kind of weirded out by the fact that it was edited so weirdly and like almost experimental, and it was like if <laughs> I always just joke with like Fairfield people, I was like, it's the Cinefest cut. <laughs> it's like he uh, had to get. It under twenty minutes. That's a joke <laughs> that plays to this room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I had to get it under twenty minutes. But it's weird because it's like the Hobbit movies in that Warner Brothers released all of them, and the things, the extended cuts of the the Hobbit movies are all better. They have more scenes, and they're like, I feel like it's very easy to be like, there's fucking more scenes. But the yeah, things right. in the theatrical cut, a lot of it are, are it's fluff. It's fluff that connects to the other movies in ways that like. Didn't need it's to. overcompensating. Yeah. It's like no, leave in the couple extra songs that are in the unexpected journey, and you like cut out Orlando Bloom and like the in in Desolation of Smile. Cut him out a lot more, but then bring in some of the stuff from the, the, the extended version of the beginning of Desolation of Smog. The first like hour of it is so good. It's so there's a whole part where they're going through like this crazy forest and everything's super fucking trippy and yeah. it's like. Really, really great. It's fun. Um, well, there's like yeah. all this other stuff, but like, I don't know. It's weird because yeah. Warner Brothers seems to make them 
in recent examples of them having extended versions, it's the stuff. There's stuff that should stay in. That's at least more entertaining to watch than like things that bridge the gap to other movies. And it's like, I don't want that. I want to see a crazy trippy going through the forest scene where everyone's like, where it's like they're moving forward and, and like you see like their face and they're like all drugged out. It's like they're all like kind of eyes half open and you see it. They're moving forward and then have one of the characters look down and then at his feet and he's walking backwards and then he looks back up and he's like, huh? Like it's like stuff like that. It's crazy. It's great. That's pretty cool. Um, um anyway. yeah, I agree. Like you, me and you both kind of agreed that they could have released, they should have left the scenes in that like, finished scenes in BVS and they probably could have gotten away with like a two hour and 40 to 45 minute cut. There's a, I think there you could get a closer to two hour cut of that movie and it'd be fine. Uh, when the last time I watched Batman v Superman, the thing that I forgot about was like Batman goes and he like, he's in his armor and he rips off the thing from the yeah. bat signal and he turns it on. And then he's just looking up in the rain. Cut two, three more scenes. Cut back. Boom, 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 yeah, yeah. And that happens like three times, and then Superman shows up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. None of that other stuff has anything to do. Like, you just are like, okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah that was this. like a trailer shot that they needed to have in the movie. That's what it felt like. I think it's a shot that the movie needed to have either way. Yeah. It's a great, it looks cool as shit. Yeah. But, like, it's weird that they keep cutting. It's like, oh, here's what you came for. This is where the title comes from. This action scene that basically looks like a fan film, a really well-produced fan film of Batman and Superman fighting in an abandoned bathroom. $250 million (laughs) fan film. Yeah. Fighting in a bathroom. That's what happens. He slams a Uh. a sink on him. Uh, well, that's that was, well, and that's what's so fucking funny about that movie, and that's what uh, will always blows my mind. That fucking scene is like an afterthought to me because yeah, it's not it's like even that minutes. good. It's eight minutes. Like, no, it's 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 like not that it's not that long. It's the length of it's perfect. It's yes. just that like it's like the warehouse scene steals the show. Like, yeah, by far. There's some really it's so good. There's some really good stuff though in the actual Batman version. Oh yeah, Super there's fight. some like, like when, he, when he's punching him and his and he keeps and he, like, he, he clang, clang 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 clang. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it might be right after that, but there's one part where it's when the gas grenade wears off and Batman hits him with the second one. Superman jumps up and he punches him. And he give him like, he can't quite fly yet. But he yeah, he's like jump and he, he gets like, him. Yeah, and he clips. Um, his helmet and it like rips the metal right off of Bruce Wayne's like bat helmet and like his one eye is exposed and it's like it's like he guy he would have gotten him like he yeah. was this fucking close yeah um, or is it the fact that he's the kryptonite's fucking with him that he overshot he you know what I mean it's like, probably a combination yeah. of things but still it's like like the way they toy cool. with like his how his powers work with kryptonite yeah. is pretty because like they kept saying like we're not doing kryptonite we're not doing kryptonite and I was like they're gonna do kryptonite mm, yeah and the obviously. way they introduced it was really smart no like, yeah we had the, said that with the world engine world and engine was yeah. going to that's cool recreate the planet Krypton on Earth and leave and then kryptonite. it blows up and I think we said this after it came out it's like that's whatever's left from there 
My theory was going to be in Metropolis, everything the world engine was doing there. Lex was going to come in and rebuild everything. And in doing that is that's when he like, yeah, in the ground zero is where it's like, what's this green crystal? It's kryptonite. And and in in so many ways that kind of happens. Basically. Yeah. Um, And then like, I thought, I thought he was going to get the mech suit from Zod's suit. That was the one thing I thought that was a missed opportunity. Again, or or Batman's suit was going to be from Zod's suit. I thought that too. Uh, Either one. And I think they should have done that. And I think it should have been like Brian Cranston, Lex Luthor. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah. He's in the opening scene. He's in Bruce Wayne's shoes. And then he wants to kill Superman the entire time. And he builds a fucking robot suit. I want to see Brian Cranston getting jacked. I like basically want to. monger kind of shit. No, like. I want to see that crazy workout routine where Bruce Wayne is like <laughs> hitting, flipping tires yeah. and pulling a rope and all that. But it's just like Brian Cranston doing it. And he's just kind of like an old man, like older than Ben Affleck is. Just fucking grizzled old man workout, and then he builds a mech suit, and then he builds this fucking kryptonite spear, and it's Lex Luthor versus like fucking <laughs> Superman there, and you could have that happen, like while Martha Kent is like Batman's like oh all right I'll go do I don't know there's like you could do stuff like that and just don't have Doom. there's a different way don't have there, Doomsday there were better ways to make that movie make Doomsday Bizarro which is something that I was saying clone Superman. Because he's General Zod, and just be like, they somehow reanimated Zod, and then he can have <laughs> backwards ass. <laughs> can move backwards, backwards Superman. Backwards Superman? Lex is like a fashion Michael designer. Shannon. <laughs> Saying like, bad bye or whatever. That's like the Seinfeld joke of thing. Me, like, me save Metropolis. Me save Metropolis. <laughs> yeah, and then Lex Luthor, that makes so much more sense. Lex Luthor's like, you're going to be the savior of this world. Like, Go save Metropolis. Save Metropolis. And then he just goes on a rampage. That's like <laughs> so much better. Oh, where it's man. just this. It's kind oh, of back man. to my joke about Superman coming back with brain damage, where <laughs> General Zod's reanimated as like something where Lex thinks he'll be able to control him. Because Lex is it like. It doesn't insane. make any sense that he thinks he can control Doomsday. No. Like, and that's one of the problems. But that would have been a really. That would have been a fun. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know Zack Snyder doesn't want anyone to have fun. Exactly. It would have been fun in a way where it's like that uses Bizarro, but like not in the cutesy, like me, no, like, uh, yeah, like me, yeah. like Superman. Uh, I, uh, an updated me like Superman so much. An updated version him. of Bizarro and a more modern Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> this, oh man, because I haven't thought about making... Well, there was a rumor that Superman was... They were going to do that because they were like, why are Batman and Superman fighting? They thought people were saying again, that. again, that makes sense thematically, where it's like, now you have an actual evil Superman, which you yeah. had in the last movie with Zod, and that's a little samey, and I feel like that's why they did it, but... Uh, maybe they were initially going to do that, and then they're like, they now did, we got to add Wonder, Wonder well, they, Woman. They did reshoot a lot of BVS, too, apparently, so that could have... I think... Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's all here and there. All here and there. Um, um, what else? Okay. <laughs> so, Sean, the choice I think, I think we're done with uh, BVS. I, I think, think we're done with DC score. stuff. Uh, let's just... Oh, I also Guardians? want to say I'm really excited about Aquaman. Uh, oh, yeah. Aquaman, I think, is going to be fun. I saw some clip where Dolph Lundgren was doing some stunts for it, where <laughs> the way they're doing the underwater stuff is, like, people are in, like, a harness, and it's, like, a gimbal, and, like, it, and, like it's, a, it's like a gimbal on wheels, and everything's blue, blue screened out. Um, yeah. 
so that and it's just gonna. So look they're like doing. That. They're obviously not doing it underwater. Then. Well, no, everything's blue, so it already looks yeah. underwater. So yeah. like they're not even gonna go over CGI all the blue. It's just oh. everything's just blue. Oh fucking god! I don't, did you believe me? <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't know. No, because they blue, you know, yeah. they shot a lot of uh, the the Man of Steel. Um, they shot a lot of the uh, Arctic stuff on black screen. What? They didn't use green or blue. They used black. What? <laughs> I don't know. Like That's if you watch, if you watch um, the BTS stuff when they're when he's like during the scene when he takes his first flight, Zack Snyder's just like I don't want any color. <laughs> well, Take it all out. Um, I don't know if that was like for lighting or. That's interesting. Yeah, it was weird. It was cool though. I was like, yeah, maybe they're the just... first flight scene in Man of Steel looks great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Music and everything, yeah, but Aqu- Aquaman looks cool and like the way they're filming everybody doing everything is like. Did you see that shot of... I think somebody put it on Instagram of... Jason Momoa, like, floating up? Yes. That, yeah. that one. And it's... It's all it's, CGI, right? It's like, I'm gonna... Or no, it's all real except for his hair. It's... So they have Jason Momoa... I'm doing this with my hands, so this yeah. is not gonna play via yeah. podcast. So they have holding, Jason Momoa. He's holding he's his standing, hand. He's standing straight up. And then there's a gimbal where it's, like, two things that... It's like a big... Like, um, like a like tuning a fork yeah. or something like that that kind of... Reaches out and then the two ends of the tuning fork kind of meet at his hips, and he's able to kind of lean forward on that. And it's on a gimbal and wheels, so it will like he can lay like 180 degrees flat, and then the gimbal will push him forward and he can lean back up to like 90 and it'll kind of sway on it. And like they'll do stuff where it's like that's really cool, yeah. And they had Dolph Lundgren doing it, so it's even cooler. And James Wan's doing it, who is, he's a good director. He's been able to, like, surprise, like, The Conjuring 1. I haven't seen Conjuring 2 yet, but I hear it's great. Uh, um, super, yeah. it's like two and a half hours long, which is weird. He did Furious 7, which, re-watching before 8, um, Furious 7's not as, not that good. It's, like, it's weird. Everything's very CGI'd in ways that the other movies aren't. Yeah. Um, that's Paul Walker last Yeah, quarter. for some reason, Paul Walker's CGI during this <laughs> Oh no! Uh, no, come on! I, I it was right there. Uh, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Yeah, low hanging fruit. Um, no, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Uh, <laughs> Sean, if you're wondering at the end of Fast and Furious Eight, if can I just spoil Fast and Furious? I'm 8 not going to see it. So, go so for it. <laughs> if you're wondering if Vin, if Vin Diesel had a secret baby in between movies uh, with the Brazilian cop lady from Five, who is only brought on to Eight to get captured. Reveal that she had a kid with him. Said, "I didn't want to tell you that you had, that I was pregnant because then Michelle Rodriguez, she had just come back, and like I knew you probably wanted to go back with her. So I was like, I don't want to bother you with this. So I'm going to go bang the rock for a little That's bit. That's convenient. And then Vin Diesel's like, what? So she, he has a secret kid. Charlie Theron kidnapped secret kid. Is that why he's? Uh, that's why he's evil. Yeah, because uh, family. But they murder. They murder <laughs> that the Brazilian cop woman uh, from Five, and her arc is incredibly sad because it's basically all those things I just said. But like, she has a kid, doesn't tell he, him, and then gets she's killed. a cop in Fast Five that The Rock wanted on his team, and then she kind of, she and The Rock switch sides and join Vin Diesel and stuff at the end of Fast Five. Yeah. Have you still not seen Fast Five? No, but I, Fuck I, I, you, I the. I, and then she's in six. <laughs> she's in six for a little bit, and him, her, and Vin Diesel sort of have a thing. Uh, and then once she finds out Michelle Rodriguez is running around, she's like, "Okay, I know you, this. 
I know how much she means to you. Go and try and find her. And then at the end of the movie, it's implied that she's just going to get passed off to the rock. Her and the rock in seven are like working together and like kind of have like a relationship thing. And like she watched the rock is like a dad. He's like a kid. No mom. We don't know. We don't know the story there yet, but, uh, and <laughs> that's for the ninth one. Yeah, Jeez. probably. But, uh, and then, so much and then in eight, it's just revealed that she's, she just gets brought out back to get killed to like motivate Vin Diesel to like be bad be evil but also well no he wants his son back he wants to meet his kid and she's like I named, I gave him the middle name of Dominic but I didn't give him a first name because I wanted his father to do that and I didn't tell you about it because at first Sorry, was all that, you, yeah, you had other stuff going on then I got kidnapped and you know how that goes uh, and if you're wondering at the end of the movie Vin Diesel it's like oh boy what is he gonna name this kid he names him Brian after Paul Walker's character, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, Paul uh, Walker's character who isn't actually dead in the canon. Exactly. They do a good job with that where there's a scene where it's like, oh, should we get Brian and Mia back on them? It's like, no, they're retired. We, we can't even ask them to do this. And like, plus, Dom's evil right now. Like, we can't. Um, Fast 8, maybe the second best one. Uh, I heard it was five. good. I heard it was good. It's really good. The best scene is that baby, they need to get it. It's on a plane, so that's part of the thing. How can, they can't drive cars there. Um, <laughs> so if you're wondering if Jason Statham, who is evil in 7, and teams up with his brother, who is the bad guy in 6, played by Luke Evans. Uh, okay. If Luke Evans, if you're wondering, he shows up for one minute of screen time, where him and Statham infiltrate this plane by having jetpacks, and then they land on this plane, and it's never explained where they got him. And then... Statham goes in and saves this kid. And if you're wondering, Sean, if there's an action sequence on a plane where Statham has a kid in a baby carrier and is fucking Statham-ing the shit out of a bunch of guys on a plane and then comforting a baby, it's in the movie. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's the best part of the movie. It's awesome. I, ju- I know oh, I just man. spoiled it, but like, it's what the pacifier should have been. And like, it, it feels like Vin Diesel's just like, you know, I was in this movie once and it was bad, but it's should have been this it's awesome uh fast date was really good that's my fast date discussion um oh my god let's talk about guardians let's talk about guardians galaxy 2 we're gonna because it's probably better than the first me and you thought so at least yeah that's good news um also i'm just gonna say we're gonna break this up probably and we gotta have to we're gonna make it on there's a dc chunk there was a star wars chunk I just talked about Fast Eight. Uh, we'll we'll release it. In I think like, we'll do it in two two pieces. Okay. Um, I think we'll break it after. Well, we'll see how this discussion. Yeah, this could be quick because we're both pretty much in agreement. Yeah, that it's uh, great. And we Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I think is a lot better than one. Uh, thoughts on one? Hot take. Thoughts on one, real quick. Yeah. Thoughts on one. Well, I'm glad I rewatched it the night before I saw two because I didn't. I. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't it kinda, happen with me with Marvel yeah, movies. I was going to say, I, it kind of took me down off of the high of the first one because I was like, there's a lot of shit in this that's kind of stupid. Doesn't stick the landing. Yeah. Like, I do not like Thanos, the last 20 minutes. Thanos is really bad. Like, yep. I hate Thanos in Guardians. He's his, He looks really stupid. His dialogue is horrible. Hmm. And it just, like, doesn't really... I guess, like... like not add anything. His, it does and it doesn't. It it arguably adds more to the second one. He should have, um, like his his relationship with Gamora and Nebula. So I was going to say, like the if anything, issues. he should have had a scene with Nebula and Gamora. And, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. No. Cause and, I don't, I don't uh, yeah. So like, there was just some. I mean, like, obviously, a lot of the jokes were great. I mean, it's 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 
the, it's fun. I, the, it's a fun movie. The, it's surprising. It was just Visually, kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Crazy. Um, but but I've, two just like it was different and better. Um, and I loved it because how many fucking sequels that come out or like when they're making it and marketing it like this is our empire. Yeah, this is Empire. This is it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh. And then it's like, yeah, whatever. This just um, was. And it was, was confident. But, but they never fucking ever made that comparison. And I was like, this was probably the only movie that actually was Empire to the first ones A New Hope. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. This was. So Guardians 1, I would say this is a movie that 100% earned its sequel. Which yes. basically felt guaranteed because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. But it earned it. James Gunn is. The closest thing to an auteur in the Marvel universe. He's the only one who writes and directs. Someone that also has a chance to be one. Yeah, for for whatever reason. Yeah. Although I think um, well, Favreau directed two movies and Joss Whedon. It doesn't really work out the second time. No. Um, the but for whatever reason, James Gunn was able to do this. But I feel like there's less riding on it in, in its own way, where it's like he really made the first one his own thing. Yeah, and like. The reason it works is because it is his own thing. Although I do believe the main draft of the first script was written by this uh, female scriptwriter. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but I know he came in and kind of made it his own. Because it's his credit, right? I, she still might be credit. I don't remember. I remember reading an article or two where she had some record where it was like one of the highest. I feel. I feel like it was like highest grossing written by a woman. Something like okay. That. Something along those lines. Um, Although Wonder Woman just passed Man of Steel. That's good news. That's impressive. Uh, and again, Wonder Woman, for all of its problems, great news that it's making a lot of money. Yeah. Like it's well, it's it a movie that it is, yes. it's a movie that needs to, and it's a movie that deserves to. I felt great after I watched it. It was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like fired up. Fucking like, a, let's go. Where I was like, again, I good just saw Transformers, and I was just like, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, 